welcome to this special edition podcast series, Surviving the Shitstorm with me, Michael Tingser. In this episode, I talk with Robin Aston from Aston Food Service Consulting in the US. Robin is a consultant expert that has been advising the industry for decades with insight on what's going on and the current trends. Robin will give us a clear overview of what's going on in the US market, give advice short and long term for operators on how to navigate this storm. He also gives you an idea about what you should be doing in the coming period to be ready on the other side. Thanks to our partner HGM, Tahola and VitaMojo for making this possible. Graph, coffee, pen, a notebook and enjoy. Thank you for joining us today in this special edition podcast episode, Surviving the Shitstorm. And there's no doubt on the 24th of March, 2020, our beloved food and restaurant and hospitality industry has ended in a shitstorm due to the coronavirus. And uh, leaders are still out there trying to get their businesses moving on, some of them just keeping it surviving, some of them dealing with extreme uncertainty and also need to deal with a lot of people, redundancies and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like an ongoing uh, struggle out there. So as we put these podcasts together, we now went to the, the US on this interview to talk with uh, Robin Aston, who is a expert with more than 40 years of experience in the food and drink and food service industry uh, across the US, but also some great links around to the, the, the global market in, in itself. So welcome to the podcast, Robin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Robin, for people that don't know who you are, could you just give you like a 30 seconds pitch about who you are, what business you're in, and what, what kind of background you have in, in the industry? Sure. The, the the short story is I've I've run magazines and other media in the food service space since 1978. I worked for Reed for the first 18 years and then started my own magazine and then a couple of years ago went off on my own. I forecast the the equipment side of the business here in the U.S. Um, and and I focus primarily on the equipment side, but I. You know, my my readers of my weekly e-newsletter, the Ashton Report, include uh, fourteen thousand multi-unit operators across all mm. the segments. Uh, I also go to all the all the equipment side of the business, all the dealers and, and manufacturers and manufacturers reps and design consultants, CFCSI folks, and the like. So. So that's uh, kind of my background. I forecast this business, as I say, I do a. a, a an annual forecast meeting for the equipment side of the business. And uh, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> so I guess you have seen every angle of this, you know, what we call it, two, three la- uh, weeks of totally, you know, uh, everything have changed. You know, we've gone into the, maybe one of the darkest hours of, you know, hospitality and restaurant and food service, as, as we know. Uh, what, what is your view of what's going on like right, right now? And where, where, where would you see it's going to go in some time when we get on the other side of this storm? Well, in, in the U.S. market right now, we're just getting into it. You know, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of folks sick here already, 30, 34,000 plus or 35,000 plus. But, um, you know, compared to Italy or, or China, it's it's uh, it's it's still ramping up. Um, 
what's happening with with on the governmental level here is very similar to what's happening in the UK right now. Um, a lot of the jurisdictions, and remember, we're a big federal organization, so states and cities have a lot to do with what happens. Um, but New York, Illinois, where I live, California, most of the West Coast, um, uh, most of the Midwest, Wisconsin, Ohio, Michigan, have all shut down food service facilities. Um all the schools are closed, both college and university and primary education, um, almost everywhere in the country. Um, uh, you know, healthcare is overwhelmed, just like it is everywhere. Um, you know, it's a tough time to be a food service director in a, a hospital right now. And our gover- our federal government is in the middle of trying to figure out a bailout package. Um, you know, I read I read the trade media in in the UK. I get caterer and food service equipment journal and the like, and so I know that um, you guys have a scheme where the the federal government, uh, the, you know, the government in the UK is 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 supporting people's salaries yeah, in the correct, food yeah. service business. Yeah. That's not happening in the that's not happening in the US. Uh, these people are just on the street. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's, you know, there's there's talk here of various government assistance programs, both to small businesses um, and to and to and to workers. Um, yeah. But it's still very, very much up in the air here. And and people are just are just dealing with it. I think I think the, the most of the shutdowns here on the commercial side, on the restaurant side are similar to what's happening in the U.K., in that drive-through and 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 takeaway, as you call it, are are allowed. Um, now that that works fine for for the for the quick service sector, what we used to call the fast food sector, but mm-hmm. um, it's had you know it's been tough on the on the full service side. Um, I just saw some number. We have a, a research group here in in the U.S. called NPD. They do a lot of consumer research. They use panels rather than reports from from the operators, or they do both. And uh, uh, they said that transactions were off eight percent the wow. second week of March. Uh, that's going to be a lot worse than that uh, by now because that was before most of the shutdowns. Um, so it's, uh, it's just a developing situation. Um, the equipment and supplies side of it, which is my side, um, I have people telling me that this market is off 75%. Wow. Wow. So, so, so we're also seeing layoffs as we call them redundancies, as you call them, Hmm. um, you know, with with dealers, with with you know, manufacturer. A lot of the manufacturers have have shut down production. Um, uh, so, you know, everything's just kind of grinding to a halt right now. Other than than you know, takeaway and 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 drive through here here in the U.S. Uh, most most quick service outlets. Um, you know, as much as 60 or 70% of their business goes through the drive-thrus. 
Yeah. Oh. So, so, so they're, they're, they're doing okay. You know, they're, they're hanging in. I mean, their business mm. is down, but, but, um, not as badly as, as full service. Uh, you know, that, that, that NPD data I mentioned, um, uh, what we call family dining, which is, which is full service without alcohol, uh, was off 24% that second week. Hmm. number of transactions and uh casual dining which is full service with alcohol was off 22%. So we we've seen a lot of a lot of smaller independent restaurants particularly full service and and independents tend to dominate the full service side of things just shut down. So not um, not going into delivery or anything like that. We've seen that in the UK where a lot of small some, operator has done yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you've got a different little, a little different situation in that you're more mm. dense, mm. you know, a lot more of your yeah. restaurants or storefronts, you know, streetscape, yeah. high, high yeah. street, as you call them. Yeah. Um, you know, here, here, <laughs> you know, mm. we've got big rural chunks of the country. We've got, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, it it's working that way for a lot of urban full service restaurants, but it's not yeah. working that way when you get out into the suburbs or, yeah. or the like, at least not as much. And yeah. um, so, so the interesting thing from a structural standpoint uh, coming out the other side, Michael is, is how many of those smaller restaurants are going to survive? Mm-hmm. And um, and I saw I saw a story this morning in one of the food service trades here, where a consultant was predicting as many as thirty percent of those restaurants can go out of business. Wow. Oh, um, yeah. Now you know there's a lot of un- there's a whole lot of unknowns here, particularly what the government programs are going to be. Um, many of the states have small business assistance programs. Um, uh, the feds are talking about, I don't know, 300 billion or something for small business. How much of that will get to food service is hard to know. Hmm. Um, running through what we call the small business, uh, administration. Um, so there's just a lot of unknowns and, um, uh, you know, but, but, you know, the, the tough part, we, we have, we have 17 million um, low-wage workers in the U.S. in leisure and hospitality, mm. you know, between food service and, and, and hotels. And the average restaurant wage in the U.S. is $11 an hour. And those people, for the most part, are on the street. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if unemployment insurance uh, we'll pick up a chunk of those people. Um, you know, the other issues we have in the U S is we don't have any of your safety net stuff. Mm. We don't have any guaranteed, uh, sick leave. Most of these people have no sick leave. Um, and we don't have any, you know, we have, we still have millions of people without healthcare insurance. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a, you know, you, you live by the wild west, you die by the wild west. And, mm. and it's those folks who are suffering the most, uh, in this, in this 
situation because a lot of them are just without jobs. And uh, it seems like when you you build it up in that way, there is a, a bit of a humanity humanitarian crisis coming on the back of that. You know, the whole healthcare yes. system. Yes. Uh, on top of you know restaurants yeah. not thriving, which is a small problem compared to you know humanitarian area crisis in in a yep. way, especially I guess in yep. very poor areas of uh, of states. Exactly. And, And the country. It's a tough, tough situation. So, what about like uh, you know, this is right now. We don't know. We have an idea about how long it takes. We saw China out within three months. What is your view yep. in, in in the U.S. Then, when it all bounces back, if we can say so, we slowly start to get back into the new normal. I wouldn't see it as any normal, but the new normal or whatever that looks yeah. like. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think there's there there is an upside on on the other side. Uh, one <laughs> one of the upsides in the U.S. market uh, in 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 the restaurant market is actually count, kind of counterintuitive. In the U.S., we have a problem with too many restaurants. Private equity has dumped a lot of money in the fast casual growth and and. And they've also bought up all kinds of restaurant chains and big franchisee groups and the like. And a lot of chain restaurant companies are very highly leveraged. Mm. I mean, you know, money, money's been been very cheap. Yeah. And and so you heard my my, my citation of the prediction of thirty percent restaurant loss here um i you know that seems a bit extreme to me but um we've already seen several chains that were already in receivership in bankruptcy receivership just close restaurants um a chain here called logan's roadhouse uh declared chapter 11 a few weeks ago and it just closed 240 restaurants mm. um so My point here is that this situation may winnow out some of that chaff, some of some of the the weaker operators who who really shouldn't be in business. You know, we we've also got a very, you know, this is the most mature food service market in the world. So we have a lot of legacy chains. Um, you know, I don't know if Wimpy still still exists in the UK. Um, You know, but we've got we've got a lot of chains that have been around for forty, fifty years that are just kind of hanging on. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 had a lot of growth of casual dining in the '90s, and a lot of those. You know, I I don't know if you've had, I think you've had the same situation in the UK. We're we're seeing um, a full service structurally decline here. Mm-hmm. Uh, younger people don't go out. To, to to be served that often, and, uh, and also, same 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 trends here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the labor, you know, and the labor costs, you know, the labor costs of full service are much higher than they are for for fast cat for any kind of counter service. Yeah. So so the the one of the benefits of this situation when we come out the other end is we'll probably have fewer restaurants, and that will help the unit economics of all of the restaurants because one of the ways we can see the saturation issue here is that traffic visits visit counts have been declining for most of the big QSRs for 
five years, six years. And it's just that there are, you know, the, the old the old joke in the restaurant business, there are too many seats chasing too few fannies. Mm. And, um, and uh, you know, there's just too many restaurants and too much capacity. So I think some of that will get squeezed out and that'll probably benefit the business in the long term. You know, it, like any like any very severe economic situation like this, it's going to squeeze out the weaker operators, hmm. and um, it's <laughs> that's the kind of Darwinian view of things. But um, but you know, it's also part of normal business cycles. So um, I think that's good. I, I I'm also impressed in the in the current situation, Michael, with. You know, first of all, you know, most people are in food service and in hospitality because they like to serve people. Mm. And and, you know, we're seeing all kinds of 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 really creative ways to do that. Yeah. Um, A lot of the a lot of the um, uh, what you guys call welfare catering, what we call non-commercial uh, you know, schools and colleges. Um, um, you know, we we have a big we have a big um, uh, uh, school food service program here that is targeted at uh, uh, you know uh, folks down the income scale, and a lot of schools are continuing those food service programs. You know, with pickup situations and and even drive-through situations where families can come and pick up, you know, breakfast and lunch and dinner, uh, is in, and, and it keeps some of the food service folks in the schools and colleges working. Uh, we're seeing that, um, I, I read, I read yesterday about some of the restaurant chains are being very creative and, um, you know, we've, we've, as I think you have in the UK too, you know, we've had runs on grocery stores, um, on supermarkets, you know, where people are, are buying out all the toilet paper and, and and sanitizer. And, you know, I was in a supermarket yesterday here locally and there were, there were no canned goods left. There was no, no rice. Um, you know, Mm. all the staples have been cleaned out. Um, so some of the restaurant chains here in the u.s are setting themselves up as grocery stores yeah we've seen and, that here and, as well uh yeah both, yeah, uh, both national know, chains and uh smaller operators doing that yeah 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 we're you know come in and you know buy something prepared but you know hey we've got some toilet paper too so i think you know that's that's clever you know that's in it in, but it's also you know, part of that is, is altruistic too, you know, is, is, Hey, you know, we've got this stuff. There are people that need it. Um, you know, it's in our inventory, it's in our commissaries. If, you know, if you chain and you've got a warehouse, um, uh, for supplies like that. And, um, and that seems, that seems to be working out well. Um, one of the problems we're seeing is, um, uh, on the food service on the food distribution side is some of the, some of the distributors are, are, are suffering a bit because of course their volume has dropped dramatically. Um, and, and, and so there's, there's a bit of concern about the logistic infrastructure, um, uh, here in the U S uh, on the food side, uh, not, not on, not on my side, on the equipment's durable side, but, but, um, so we'll we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, 
you know, there was already a driver shortage for, mm. for, for most of the food distributors. Um, you know, we've got a lot of baby boomers that are retiring and people don't want to drive a truck for a living. And, mm. um, so that's, that's been a challenge already. And, um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, an, an interesting time and, and not in a fun way, um, no, no. Uh, you know, across, across the board, but, you know, the, the great thing about food service as it is with the food business generally is people have to eat. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, gratefully we've all trained them to eat away from home. Um, and, and convenience still rules the roost and, you know, it's, it's not like when things, you know, stabilize, I don't think they'll ever go back to normal, as you said, uh, once they stabilize, um, you know, people, people will get back in restaurants and I, and I think there'll be, uh, you know, I, and I, and some other folks in, in the business here were talking yesterday and, and, you know, they're, <laughs> There, there's going to be a an explosion of people who are cooped up. Mm. Um, you know, you know, are are in are in home quarantine, or or just in self isolation for weeks and weeks. You know that once once things slow down, once once the virus slows down, the transmission slows down, they're going to be desperate to get out and socialize. Yeah. So. It, um, you know, I, I think there will be a rebound once things calm down, but it's, um, it's not going to be a lot of fun on the way there. No, so, that's going to be know, a bumpy ride. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a bumpy ride. So the only other thing I can, I can suggest to, to, to your listeners is, yeah. you know, do use, do use the enforced, um, uh, uh, free time to, to, to evaluate your businesses, you know, yeah. look, look at what, look at what you can do better. Uh, you know, use it for longer term planning, you know, uh, you know, look at it, you know, look at things like, like your labor needs over the course of the next five years and, and how you're going to, going to do that. Um, uh, you know, look at all your processes, look at your product mix, look at your customer mix. You know, people don't spend enough time looking at their customer mix. You know, mm. it's, it's, um, you know, on, on the durable side, we talk a lot about, about 80, 20 rules. You know, one of the basic rules of, of any kind of business is 80% of your business is, is 20% of your customers. Now in food service, it's a little, little less concentrated than that. But, you know, you know, you work for McDonald's, Michael, you know that you have what we used to call heavy users, you know, those those 18 to 34 year old males who who, you know, go to fast food five times a week. Yeah. And, um, you know, you got to cater to those people first and and then and then figure out how to expand the pie. Um. So, so those are the kinds of things you can do while, you know, you're, you're sitting in the, in the back room trying to figure out what to do because nobody's coming in the door. So, 
Spot on. What about, um, is there other things, you know, they, they can do besides, you know, strengthen the business uh, from a process systems point of view? Is there like, is there time now to, to do something, you know, specific with the, the business besides looking at your customer makes and the, the type of customers? Any Anything that you think that will be, you know, a, a very important thing to be ready for when it picks up again, in a way? Well, you know, I think, I think, um, you know, one of the things you have to assume is that a lot of people coming out of of this situation are going to be strapped. Mm. Um, so, you know, how, you know, what what kind of promotions can you use? What kind of 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 discounting that you can still make money on? Can you do to get them in the door? Um. You know, I'd be I'd be thinking about about you know <laughs> back to work specials, you know, back yeah. you know kind of like mm-hmm. back to school specials, and of course it's going to be highly competitive because you know all, all your competitors are going to be trying to do something similar. So you might also, you know, if there's a way to identify your best customers do something specifically for them to make sure they return. Um, uh, you know, I'm just talking off the top of my head here. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, I think, I think those kinds of things could be, could be useful. You know, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. It, you know, like you say, it, is it six weeks? Is it three months? Is it four months? We don't yeah. know, but but the you know the 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 uh the the rate of infection here will slow and and you know as we saw in china and uh people will will return and um you know you want to ca- you want to capture as many of those people both your your regular customers and maybe new customers as you can if you were an operator where would you where would you go for help and support in a way because you have your own team and stuff like that but where can people go and get more you know inspiration both short and long term to to manage this because it's all about having the right information often so you can make the right decision it is and and you know in in the US there all all the different segments have have their own trade associations so, you know, healthcare, food service, and college and university, food service and school food service, and the National Restaurant Association. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff happens at the state and local level. Um, you know, all the all the, the states have their own restaurant associations. And as I said, there's a lot of state programs for small businesses and, mm-hmm. and I would be I would be uh I would be talking to my local associations even if i'm not a member okay they're they're going to help you because they they might be able to to talk you into being a member if they're helpful so um you know there there are there are all kinds of 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 government agencies that you can also call on um you know you know i mentioned the small business uh, uh, administration here in the us but most of the states and local communities also have that um you know, you know, I live in this town of 70,000 70, and I saw in local uh, newsletters from the mayor that there's there's a small business assistance program even here in, in this city. So, you know, you have to look at all the government 
um, programs that might be able to help in this time. Um, so, so those are the two major places I would go. Hey, and, and as, as my forecasting partner, Mr. Muldowney, uh, wrote me this morning, uh, uh, for my newsletter that's going out today, you know, there's, there, <laughs> it's, it's the age of the internet. There's all kinds of information online. It's easier to find things than it's ever been. And you just have to do the research. Um, so, so I would, I would, I would connect with everybody you can. And I would also connect to, 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 you know, your, your competitors locally, you know, mm. there, there are things you guys can do together. Yeah. Um, that that uh that that probably would be helpful to all of you and 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 that's where the associations and and those sorts of things are so useful because they get people together how do you keep sane robin in all this because you know um it it, it is a lot going on and what is your, what what be your top three advice to do as an individual leader or person that is involved in the, the food industry uh, under such a massive pressure from the the unknown what is what is your what is your top three tips or two or whatever you have what you do to to keep your sanity and all this well the key the key thing is is always to stay healthy so you know i rode the bike for 45 minutes this morning Mm-hmm. You know, I can do that outside. You know, I was more than six feet from anybody. Um, yeah. You can't work 30 hours a day. You know, you've got to, you've got to take some downtime and, yeah. and, you know, and uh, you know, one of the, one of the good things about the lockdowns we're all on is um, you know, it's leading to more family time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, yeah. we've been, we've been playing board games here. Now it's yeah. a little different for us because my, my wife and I both work from home all the time. Yeah. So, so it doesn't seem, you know, we were saying the other day, this doesn't seem that weird because <laughs> we've been no. doing this for a long time. Yeah. Um, my, my, my son, my 24 year old son, uh, was a server and bartender and he lost his job last week. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, uh, you know, trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, those kinds of getting away from, Mm. from things, spending time with your family, staying healthy. Those are, those are my first two pieces of advice. And then, and then, like I say, look, you know, find every resource you can, you know, do the hard research to, to go find every, every, resource you can to help you through this uh, you know i mean none of us none of us have ever been through anything like this this is nope. this is totally different than you know unprecedented is the word that so many of us are using because yeah. it is it's it's just there's there's never been anything there so you know you've got to do everything you can to preserve the business that's you know that requires tough choices sometimes mm. right you know mm. I had to lay people off in the downturn of 2008 when I was running mag when I owned a magazine company. Mm. Um, you have to do that stuff because you have to, you know, you have to preserve cash flow as much as you can. But within that context, you also obviously want to protect the people who work for you. And mm. um, so it it that becomes that becomes the biggest challenge. You know, what do you do with the people and um you know the the people that that help you do your job every day and uh you know there's there's a lot of a lot of things around that 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 are not easy choices that's pretty much all i can suggest it's 
it's crazy. It's, so um, it's, it's 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 a very interesting thing you say. It's a bit like you know you need to to step away from from the madness actually to get the clarity. You need to to move forward sometimes. You do. It, you do. It's spot on. It's spot on because it starts with you. If you are not healthy and your energy is not there, you can't get the right thinking around it. And you're not going to yep. find the solutions you yep. need as an individual or your business for that sake. And uh, yeah, I've been practicing yeah. even harder in these times to to take the you know every morning there's exercise with the family um before the day starts with homeschooling and stuff like that and then uh, you know I, i put breaks in during the day because it's so intense when you're on this and advising different businesses and then i, I work with an, an investor and he said this morning to me michael nobody has been in this situation before only people that was through the second world war can think about anything uh, similar but That even that didn't move that fast as this does. <laughs> so no, no so. It's, very, it, it, it's very quick. But but you got to remember, it's it's also going to be of limited duration. It's interesting you mentioned World War War Two because the other thing I was going to suggest people do is is remember things have been worse lots. Hmm. Okay, in lots of places, at lots of times. I mean, you know. The world went through a similar pandemic in 1918 and 19, as we all know. Mm. Well, we didn't have ventilators then. <laughs> okay, mm. so, mm. so you know, I I uh, I've been watching. Um, uh, there's there's a, a German television series, uh, Babylon Berlin. I don't know if, if you yeah, guys I've heard about that. Yeah, seen yeah. That. yeah, yeah. And 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 I've always told people if you think things are screwed up, go read about Weimar Germany. Okay. Mm. It, 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 um, you know, it's, there, there, there's been, there's been lots worse times in the history of the world. Um, you know, it's, it's, this is a dangerous time. You know, a lot of people are suffering. Mm. Um, but compared, compared to war, you know, the famines of the past, the plagues of the past, you know, we're in much better shape than we used to be. And you got to keep all that stuff in context. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm eating yeah. regularly and living indoors, you know, so mm. yeah, it's um, a lot of other, you know, billions of other people are too. So, mm. you know, take care of each other as much as you can and, and you know, we'll get through this. Uh, Robin, uh, great, great advice and a great perspective because we all need to see a bit of uh, hope. Where, where can people follow, find more information about you, Robin, if they would like to look into what you're up to and what you're doing? Uh, my website, uh, the Ashton report, all, all run on, uh, .com. Yeah. Uh, you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter. Anybody can subscribe. There's no qualification for it. Um, and, uh, uh the newsletter just kind of curates what's going on in the U S market. And then I comment on it, you know, mostly from the perspective of the equipment and supplies business. So that's, that's who my core people are. So. Good, good, good. I will yeah. put that in the, the show notes as well to you guys out there. So if you want to go and find it afterwards, that will it will be there. Um, thank you, Robin, for, for your time uh, and uh, your, 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 your great thinking. Um, I wish you and your loved ones uh, all the energy and power to navigate through the, the coming period. And uh, thank you for coming on, on, the, on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. You'll be well too. Thank you, Robin, for your great insights and thoughts, especially how to prepare for the new future. Remember, if you'd like to check out more about Robin, please visit theastonreport.com. 
please share this podcast with other industry people so they can get this great insight and advice. If you like more of this, please subscribe to one of our channels. More to come very soon. If you have not signed up to the newsletter, go to experience101.live and sign up today. Thanks to our partner, HDM, Tahola and VTMO for supporting us to get this out to more movers, shakers and mavericks. Together we can overcome this. Thanks for listening and be kind out there. We need more help, call the whole town. Now let's try and get this thing off the ground. ground. All in together, let's gather round.